Yeah, Friday! You have reached episode 22 of the Ranting Weight Watcher. I am your host, Donato Russo. I hope you enjoyed the show today. I think I wrote a good one. If this is your first time here and you enjoy the show, Please like, share, comment, and subscribe. If the podcast app you're listening to me on allows you to rate the show, please leave a four-star or five-star rating. Whatever's in your heart to leave, any rating is appreciated. Aren't you glad it's Friday? You know, Friday used to mean an exciting thing for me, but it's become so much more than just Friday. It's so much more than just TGIF to me now. Now it's it's the day the podcast is released. And it's just that much more exciting to me. Every Friday almost feels like Christmas morning to me. Because it's uh, exciting to know that People are excited to hear the show. And um, I sit here wondering, what will they think this week? Will they enjoy the show? I hope so. <laughs> you know? It's, uh, it's just a very cool day to me now. Where it wasn't always like that. You know, Friday was just Friday. And now it's this whole other... It's taken a whole nother... Um, Thing for me, another it's it's, it's transformed uh, completely for me. Let's get into this journey updates. All right, guys, had another great week. Total pounds lost this week is four pounds. That's a, it's just oh, I, I I never ever counted on having two big losses in a row. Last week I lost. 12.2 pounds. This week I lost 4 pounds. So the total for the month of January in 2021 is 16.2 pounds in 2 weeks into 2021. That's amazing. It's amazing because you just when you have a gain as I, I had big holiday gains, uh almost 15 pounds total gained from Thanksgiving to New Year's. Total. I was not expecting it to come off quickly, but you know what? When it show it goes to show you that not all of the weight you gain is like fat. Okay, people look at that number go up, and and you would think that oh, I'm so fat, right? It, I mean, it could be anything, and I know for me, I do hold a lot of water. You know, and I went over that last week, and I'm not going to really touch into it again this week. But if, you, if you're interested, listen to episode 21 if you haven't already done so. So, total pounds lost so far since January 2019 is 
111.4 pounds lost for good. <laughs> That's what I'm going to start. I'm going to start saying that from now on. Pounds lost for good. <laughs> it's a declaration. It's a, uh, it's a, what do they call it? A positive affirmation. Maybe I got to start doing that from now on. And uh, total holiday pounds remaining. Zero pounds remaining. Goal met. Congratulations! <laughs> and uh, yes, I did not. I did not think I would drop all of that holiday weight so quickly, but I did, and I'm happy about it. No complaints here. Now it's time to keep it off, and we keep going. And the next goal, our our next small goal along this journey is to get to 277. And if you've been here with a while, you've you've heard this goal many times, and I'm sorry that I repeat this every week, but it is part, and I do have new listeners every week. So small goal of mine is to get to 277 pounds. First reason is because it is the weight I was when I first started dating my wife. Also, it is the lowest weight I achieved from the gastric bypass surgery I had in 2004 before I started to gain the weight back slowly over the next 15 years. And if you are interested in hearing my beginning, you know, go back to episode one and you'll hear my whole story. Pounds remaining to get to the next WW milestone is 13.6 pounds, and that is the minus 125 milestone. And the pounds left to get to my big goal, which was to lose 200 pounds, that's 88.6 pounds to go. It's amazing. That, I mean, it just feels so close now. It feels so close. I mean, that used to be a triple-digit number. Now it's 88. And last week it was (laughs) 90-something. I don't remember exactly, but it was in the 90s, obviously. Even then, it seemed like a little far, far away being in the 90s. But now it just seems, it seems like I could reach out and grab it. 200, to lose 200 pounds is, is, is my big goal, right? But really, it's a re-evaluation goal. So when I get there, the idea is I'm going to re-evaluate, see what I look like, and decide from where, where do I go from there, you know? Do I like where I am, stay where I am, and start to maintain? Or would I like to lose some more? Or do I want to tone up, you know, tighten everything up? Or do I want to start building muscle? And maybe that might cause me to gain weight again, but in a different way. Either way, when I get there, that's the decision I'll be making. It is not the end of my journey by any means. Well, on to today's topic, stumbling blocks. They're everywhere. How will you avoid them? We're going to talk about some common stumbling blocks that I found along the way, and I'm sure many of you already know these, you know, some of you guys that have been around for a while that listen to me. And then there's others, you know, hopefully there's some new people, newcomers, some New Year's resolution hopefuls, you know, that joined Weight Watchers and they're listening to my show. 
If you are a new person, welcome. I'd love it if you emailed the show and let me know you're listening. That would be amazing. I'm going to go over some common uh, things that could be a stumbling block in your, if you don't know now, maybe it'll, you know, put you on your guard, right? So that you don't have, it Maybe if it is a stumbling block for you, it's more like uh, I tripped, but I saved it, right? Rather than I tripped and fell on my face. You know what I mean? And so one of the one of the biggest stumbling blocks I see people go through is that they don't they don't food prep, right? And you know, obviously, Weight Watchers will tell you you don't is you know you're not required to food prep, but they also will tell you that people who do food prep succeed more than people who don't. I don't know the actual number, and I don't work for Weight Watchers, so I could say freely. Either way, I don't, I don't gain anything from convincing you one way or the other. You're going to do what you want to do regardless of what I have to say. Your job in listening to this show is, number one, to enjoy it. Number two, if there is some information, take it, try it. If it doesn't work, try something else. That's your job. My job is to tell you what worked for me, and that's it. And so not prepping, not being prepared is definitely is something that can trip you up easily. Another thing that I, I notice I see people do, and I, I never did this one. I, prepping is not my forte. I, had, I think, thank God every year or every day I'm on this journey um, that I have a wife that I have because... She is, I mean, if there was, if you look up prepper in the dictionary, you'll see a picture of her because she preps everything, everything. She pre-measures stuff and it's in like a little container, you know, and it's just grab and go, grab and go. And it's amazing. And uh, I am so thankful that I have her because I would not take this time for myself as much as I try to say that it's a stumbling block, I don't, I don't know that I would do this for myself. So the second stumbling block I want to talk about is not tracking or measuring the food. There's people that say, oh, I don't have time to track. Oh, I don't have, uh, I, I don't want to, I don't feel like pulling out measuring cups and, and, and food scales and then have to wash everything after I'm done. First of all, for the people that say they don't have the time, I could most certainly prove that you do have the time because in in the setting of everybody's smartphone and every single one of you has got one, in the settings, it'll tell me on-screen time and it'll break it down. It'll say the screen has been on for X amount of hours in this today, right? So today being whatever day, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, whatever it is, the screen has been lit on this phone for three and a half hours, right? And then underneath that, it gives you a breakdown. X amount of percentage has been dedicated to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Weight Watchers, whatever it is. The list is endless, right? But there's that's the perfect example for anybody who says they don't have time to do something. If we look at your on-screen time on your cell phone, and we could see what is the highest 
dedication to that on-screen time. So if it's on for three and a half hours in a day and 80% of that is Facebook, we have plenty of time for food prep. Because trust me, nobody is losing any sleep if you don't do some stuff on Facebook. Nobody in your life is losing any sleep if you don't post the next selfie. If you don't complain about God knows what. All right? No one is losing any sleep. So, for all of you people, I don't have the time. Whatever you're saying you don't have the time for, that's where you find that time. Look at the on-screen setting of your phone and then tell yourself you don't have the time. Whether it's working out, whether it's uh, food prepping, whatever it is. And then for everyone else, if if I, for, uh, for the weighing and the measuring and, you know, I mean, really, it's just about laziness. If you don't feel like, if you, if you think eyeballing it is going to make you to get to these insane uh, weight loss goals that we all have, right? If you think eyeballing it is going to get you there, I'm sorry to say. I, I, it, it may get you some of the way there, right? And then, in reality, when you start struggling, the last thing you're going to look at is your not tracking or measuring or weighing. You're, that's the last thing because it's you. It has to do with you. You're never going to look at anything that points at you. You're going to look at the system and you're going to say, well, Weight Watchers just doesn't work for me. No, it would work for anybody who followed the core guidelines of the, the system, which is to move, track, Weigh and measure the food. It's literally three or four things they ask you to do. That's it. I mean, and just to give you an example, I didn't even exercise. I dropped my first 50 pounds without exercise on this plan. From January 2019 to August 2019, I dropped 50 pounds without exercise. And if you have a lot of weight to lose, just making the correct, I mean, or I should say, just making good choices, choices that promote healthy living in your food intake, that alone will start start dropping you weight. You don't have to exercise right away. I didn't, and you don't have to. These are, I mean, I don't know how it would work if, if you didn't have as much weight to lose as I did. You know, if you have... All right, let's let's just go. If you're if you got over if you got 50, 60, 70, 100 pounds to lose, maybe it works out for a little while. Maybe it doesn't work out as me, as many pounds as I lost because I have a lot of weight to lose. And I would say that anybody who has much as much weight to lose as I did, maybe it would work for them. I don't know for people with less. But you can try it out, but eventually it's going to slow down. And eventually you're going to have to make that final choice and say, now's the time. Now's the time where I get moving. Because I'm not going to lose much more if I don't start moving now. And that's what I had to come to. In August 2019, I said to myself, I'm not going to lose the next 50 without exercise. And so I began exercise. And so the next... The next stumbling block I want to talk about 
is waiting until you're hungry to eat. A lot of people will say, well, I'm not going to eat if I'm not hungry. Well, you know what? I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm going to save that for later. I'm going to save that for later. But that is another one on the list, waiting until you're hungry to eat. The next thing is something I'm not sure everybody knows about, really. And I want to call it trigger foods. Okay, so what is a trigger food? A trigger food is a food item that you eat that not only can you not, maybe you can't control how much you eat of that food item because you love it so much, but it doesn't even have to be about that. It just has to be about what happens after that, right? So let's say, for example, you love you love cookies, okay? And you can't control yourself when you eat the cookies. So you you eat a cookie and, and then all of a sudden you before you know it, the whole package is gone. Or another way a trigger fruit can work is you eat that trigger food, whatever it is. And then all of a sudden you're making four or five bad continuous bad choices after that, which may not mean you're picking out on that one food item. It's just a, a series of bad choices. And maybe we'll break a little that a little bit more down after the break as well. Another thing I, w- I would say is a common stumbling block and the biggest one probably out of all of them is emotional eating. Eating when you're sad, eating when you're happy, eating when you're depressed, eating when you're angry. It is probably the biggest hurdle of all the hurdles. Well, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, I'm going to give you some tips on how to avoid these stumbling blocks or how to minimize their effect on your journey. We'll be right back. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening to the Ranting Weight Watcher. If you would like to connect on social media, we would love to connect with you. On Facebook and Instagram, search for at the Ranting Weight Watcher. On Twitter, search for at the Ranting WW. On the Weight Watchers Connect app, search for at Ranting Weight Watcher. You can also email the show, say hello or share your story with us. Send your emails to therantingweightwatcher at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. If this is your first time here and you enjoyed the show, please like, share, comment, and subscribe. If the podcast app you are listening with allows you to rate the show, please leave a four-star or five-star rating, whatever is in your heart to leave. Any rating is greatly appreciated. And now, without further delay, here is the star of the show, Donato Russo. And we are back. Thanks for sticking with me. So before the break, we were talking about some common stumbling blocks for people on any, anybody on their journey. But this is, I guess today's message is more toward the newbie. Uh, someone just beginning, somebody with a New Year's resolution and a dream, you know. That's where where my message is kind of geared toward today. 
So how can you avoid these stumbling blocks? Now, two of them kind of work together here. Waiting until you're hungry to eat and food prep. If you don't want to food prep and you want to wait until you're hungry to eat, this is a, a recipe for catastrophe. Okay? The two of these items together. Why? Why is it a recipe for catastrophe to wait until you're hungry to eat? Because if you haven't prepped the food that you're going to eat, now you are choosing what you're going to eat when you're hungry. If you, you have prepped, then lunchtime comes, you wait until you're hungry to eat lunch, your lunch is already prepped. You grab it, you eat it, you're no longer hungry. Boom, you're done. Instead, you didn't prep. You're hungry. It's lunchtime. Oh, what am I going to eat? What am I going to eat? And every second that goes by that you're thinking about eating, you become more and more hungrier, hungrier, hungrier. All you're thinking is, I just want to eat something. I want something in my mouth right now. What am I going to eat? Oh my God, I don't know. I'm going to run out of time. How am I going to choose something right this minute? And then you go in the fridge and you start to look. Or if you're at work, you pull out all the menus of all the restaurants that are around or are close by. Now, when you're hungry and you're already running out of time, how often do you make a good choice? Even if you made it once, I'm going to go I'm going to go out on a limb here and I'm going to say the ratio between good choices and bad choices when you're deciding while you're hungry, it's it's going to be in favor of the bad choices. It's like, I mean, they tell you this in other ways. They say, don't go grocery shopping when you're hungry. Why do you think they say that? Because all of a sudden you're walking through the bakery aisle and you see some cookies. You're walking through the chip aisle. You see some uh, potato chips you haven't eaten in a while because there's a million different choices, right? Oh, I haven't had dill pickle chips in a while. Let's get a bag of those. Oh, I used to love those Cape Cod uh Sea salt and black pepper chips. Um, And I'm telling you some of my favorites here. But it's dangerous. If it's dangerous to go grocery shopping while you're hungry, why isn't it dangerous to start looking for what you're going to eat while you're hungry? It's a recipe for catastrophe. And it could trip up and you're going to fall flat on your face and then you're going to be sitting here fighting guilt. Because the, one of the biggest things you're going to fight in this journey is the guilt and shame for having, quote-unquote, cheated on your healthy lifestyle, okay? It's so key to make it so you don't have to be in this position. It's so key. I just need you to understand that. Another reason why my first goal when I started was to never feel hungry. I had X amount of points. I had, I believe it was 54 points when I first started because I was a big guy. I still am a big guy, but I had 54 points per day and I wanted to do my best to spread them out over the whole day. And now I have 38 points per day and still I spread them out throughout the whole day. I eat two breakfasts every day. Everybody laughs at me. I eat the same breakfast every, every seven days a week, seven days a week. 
And it's breakfast number one is an egg sandwich on an English muffin, scrambled eggs, some cheese, English muffin, hot peppers. That's breakfast number one. That's like 6.30. Breakfast number two comes in around 10.30, 11. Yogurt, cottage cheese, apple, banana. What? And that's breakfast number two. Then around one or two, or no, I'm sorry, around 12.30, 1 o'clock is my first snack. And baby carrots and uh, bell pepper. That's around 1 or 2. I'm sorry, 12.30 or 1. And then around 2.30, I eat lunch. Now, does it have to be that way for you? No. What I'm pointing out is before I had lunch, I had one, two, three, four, four meals. Technically, they're, if, if you want to call them meals, breakfast one, breakfast two, snack one, and then lunch. That's four meals throughout from 6 a.m. to 2.30. I had four meals. And then there's dinner after that. So that's five times I've eaten in a day. I don't ever feel hungry. And when I see it's 10.30, I don't push it. I don't wait until I'm hungry to eat the second breakfast. 10.30 hits, it's time to eat it. If I'm doing something, I'm like, let me finish this up, fine. Finish that up, then eat it. Whatever it is. But 10.30, 11, I'm eating that second breakfast. And there's people that will say, oh my God, it's a lot of food to eat. And yet, here I sit, talking to you, 111 pounds down. And I've been doing this almost from the beginning. In the beginning, I tweaked it and say, okay, what do I like? What don't I like? I tested all the waters of all these different things. I made the choices I liked. Then I made a routine. When would I eat them? How often would I eat them? And then another comments that I get is, oh, that's a boring life to live, to eat the same breakfast seven days a week. But you know what? I'm not surprised by anything. That's for sure. There's no mystery climb on a, on a scale because of breakfast. That's for sure. And there sure as hell is not as a mystery climb on, on, a, on the scale for lunch either because it's seven days a week, exact same lunch. No mysteries, no surprises, no veering off of the goal. And maybe for you, you can't do that. I don't know. I don't know. But whatever you do, be prepared. Because if you're not, it's a recipe for catastrophe. Now, another thing that you can do, like my wife, when she has grapes on the Blue Planner Zero, right? But you still, it's a cup of grapes at zero, right? You're not going to sit there and eat the entire vine of grapes, right? So she puts them in little, each one of these little containers holds a cup, right? So when she crams the grapes in there and then puts the lid on it, that's a cup of grapes. And so if you have seven in there, that's one for every day of the week. You grab and go. And you're done. Right? I mean, so stuff like that, if you can get if you can invest in these little containers that are you know the measurement of them, so that all you do is fill the item with that measurement and you know 
that's a quarter cup of X item. That's a half cup of that item. That's a cup of that item. And they're already sitting there ready to go. You never have to worry about what is it you're going to eat. Another thing I will tell you to do is find out what triggers you. I'm, I'm sure every single one of us has trigger foods. I know that cookies were a trigger food for me. And I was so scared to have a cookie. I didn't have a cookie for my whole first year on plan. It wasn't, I mean, it wasn't exactly a year. It was a little bit shorter than a year. Like, okay, let's say 11 months. Once I hit the Christmas season and my wife starts baking her Christmas cookies, I couldn't resist anymore. It's easy to resist store-bought cookies. For me, never been a problem. When people make stuff with their bare hands and they put some love into it, you know, it's a lot harder to say no. So I made it through from January 12th, 2019 all the way to Christmas season without having a cookie because I was scared of what it would do to my journey. I don't know how to just eat one and stop myself or two or three, whatever it is, whatever is a normal, whatever would some would call a normal amount of cookies, three, whatever it is. I didn't have the confidence that I'd be able to do that. So For the first 11 months on my journey, I avoided them completely. That was really the only food I avoided because I was scared of what it would do. Because you know what? Before I joined Weight Watchers in January 12th, 2019, on a typical Sunday morning, this is what I'd do. I'd wake up at 5 in the morning before everyone else. I'd go downstairs and I'd have my sports shows that I would watch at five in the morning because from five till about eight, nobody needs the remote. The TV is all mine, right? (laughs) So I would go downstairs, tune into whatever channel I want to watch, turn on the coffee. I would grab this week's package of cookies that my wife would buy. And then I would sit with the cookies, drink my coffee until everyone came down. So you could say, that was my first breakfast. And then my wife would make breakfast. And then I'd eat whatever that was. And sometimes half that package of cookies would be gone. It's, it's uh, pretty insane. So when I noticed, when I realized how many cookies I was eating, I couldn't do it until I knew I was disciplined. And maybe that's what some of you need. Maybe you give up something for a certain amount of time, just until you know you're disciplined enough to make the right choice with that food item. And maybe that's how you avoid being triggered. Maybe you find different versions of that food item. I don't know. I don't know what would work for you. For me, I was so scared to, I was so scared to fail that I avoided until I couldn't avoid anymore. And because if I told my wife, don't buy them, that's, it makes avoidance easy, right? If they're not in the house and I was the only one eating them, it makes avoidance easy. So that's what we did. And then Christmas came along and my wife started baking cookies and then things got a little different. But I was very controlled my first year. This year I let loose a little bit and I, I had some gains for it. But the gains are gone, as I told you in the, in the first segment. 
and uh, proud of how quickly it all came off too. The final thing we're going to talk about is emotional eating. I'm sure many of you listening to me battle with this your entire lives. And if you don't, bear with me. Just stick with me. We're only, we're only here a few more minutes. Emotional eating is so hard to conquer because it's not really the eating you need to conquer. It's the emotional state you need to conquer. And food only fixes one problem, starvation. And nobody listening to this podcast is dealing with starvation. I could say that with 100% confidence. Why would you be listening to this show if you're dealing with starvation? I don't know. So food, if food only fixes starvation, what are we using it for when we're dealing with our emotions? We're using it for comfort. We're using it for distraction. It is the medication that dulls the pain of whatever's going on in our lives. And it must not be so if you are to have success on a healthy lifestyle. If you deal with emotional eating, it is your emotions that you must master controlling faster than anything else. Faster than you working on tracking, faster than you working on weighing and measuring, faster than you working on exercise, you must master your emotions. Without the mastery of how you behave when you are emotional, you will not be successful in this healthy lifestyle. You will constantly feel like a failure. Because right after you're sitting there and you're done with the distraction, you're done comforting yourself, you are left with a voice of guilt, a voice of shame, because you have messed up your journey yet again. And you will sit there and dwell in the aftermath of what you've just done. The voices that will come in your head from shame and guilt, I mean, they can cause even more problems than the emotions you're dealing with. Oh, what's the big deal? You already blew it. You already blew it. You might as well go get some McDonald's now. You already blew it. You might as well have whatever else is in the fridge or finish this bag of chips off. You might, you might as well. You already blew it. Master those emotions. It's so important toward your journey. And I hope, I hope I can give you just a... I, don't, I hope I don't just sound like a crazy person to you saying, master your emotions, because it is essential, essential for what you must do. If you want to lose 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 pounds, and you deal with emotional eating, it doesn't matter how much you lose. If you don't deal, even if you lose all 100, if you don't deal with the emotional eating, you could just as quickly have it back. Just as quickly. Deal with whatever it is that caused the emotional state in a healthy way. Change what you do. Because donuts, cookies, whatever it is, they're not going to fix whatever caused the emotional state. 
Now, I have spent the majority of this episode talking to the the newbies, talking to the people that have a New Year's resolution and a dream. Because these are topics that come up when you're starting a journey. I haven't spent much time in this episode talking to the people that have been here. The people that have been in the fight. Maybe you're a little down and out right now. Maybe the holiday indulgence went a little bit further past the holiday than you're happy to acknowledge. I'm here to say it's okay. You are not going to allow this to happen anymore. This self-pity nonsense, this shame and guilt cycle you might be in, it's done right now. Right this minute. You So what? You got a little indulgent on the holidays. Yeah, so what? You, you gained a little weight. It is okay for champions to get knocked down. It is not okay for them to stay down. Rise, champion. Do what is required. Do what you know needs to be done. Get back in the fight. Because it's not over yet. You're not done. Neither am I. We have to keep fighting until the battle is won. And it's not won yet. So what? You got knocked down. There's only one thing that getting knocked down teaches us. It teaches us how to get back up. Rise, champion. Rise and take your place in this world. Because it's you who needs to do it. I can't do it for you. None of your family can do it for you. Rise. Get up and fight for the ones you love. Get up and fight for yourself. Get up because no one is going to do it for you. You have to do it for yourself. Get up once and for all and win. Win this fight. Win it for good. Do it and be done with it. Stand once and for all in the place where the champions stand. It's where you belong. It's where I belong. It's where we all belong. But only the most courageous will ever get there. Do what's required. And you will be successful. I love each and every one of you. God bless you all.